0: Hey there, I'm Mike Bankhead I am 45 years old Well, it actually hurts to say that I don't like being 45 years old I am a bass player and songwriter based in Dayton, Ohio, the Jam City home of the Wright Brothers and lots of other cool inventors and very interesting musicians and I think Songwriters, we all have kind of something wrong with us, and that's why we write songs. It's uh, a way to deal with things. One of my songwriting buddies from our community has a song called Cheaper Than Therapy, and in the song he says that we write because it's cheaper than going to a therapist. Uh, there are plenty of musicians that do both, but I, I think that's the thing with creative people. Comedians, too. Uh how many comedians end up with substance abuse problems or dying by suicide because the comedy—that's their art, right? Their, their their art is they use it as a way to deal with stuff. Uh, I think for songwriters it's the same. So
1: many of us instinctively know the effects of music on our mood and energy. That's why we'll put on Eye of the Tiger to help us push through an intense workout, or. Listen to weepy love songs after a breakup. Hey everyone, it's JD, and you're listening to the What's Your Story podcast. Perhaps you even have a Spotify playlist or two, I know I do, for certain occasions, or just enjoy listening to your favorite songs as part of everyday life. Either way, your music listening habits can actually contribute to your overall health and wellness. In fact, music has many benefits for your body, mind, and soul. And today's storyteller is going to talk about just that, but more importantly, the effects and the benefits of music when it comes to the grieving process. I'm going to intertwine that with the overall arching science behind music and the beauty that music is when it comes to improving our mental health improving our learning, our concentration, our memory. Believe it or not, it can also boost your mental fitness, enhance physical performance and reduce pain. This podcast is proudly sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is something that should be taken seriously. And while this may be another sponsored ad, my relationship with BetterHelp is personal because for the past year, I've been using BetterHelp to gain my own mental clarity. I can sit here all day and tell you to seek help, but the truth is we're in this together. In the end, without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? Well, it's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships. Or simply not dealing with stress very well. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed or scared of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Join the millions of people, myself included, who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's it's always a good time to invest in yourself, because you're your greatest asset. As a special offer to listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at BetterHelp.com com slash Fragile Moments. That's betterhelp.com slash Fragile Moments. And remember, just because you need help doesn't mean you're not worth helping. Listening to music can be entertaining, and some research suggests that it might even make you healthier. Music can be a source of pleasure and contentment, but there are many other psychological benefits as well. Music can relax the mind, energize the body, and even help people better manage pain, as I mentioned. The notion that music can influence your thoughts, feelings, and behavior probably doesn't come as much of a surprise. If you've ever felt pumped up while listening to your favorite fast-paced rock anthem or been moved to tears by a tender live performance, then you easily understand the power music has to impact moods and even inspire action. The psychological effects of music can be powerful and wide-ranging. Music therapy is an intervention sometimes used to promote emotional health, help patients cope with stress, and boost psychological well-being. And some research and researchers have found that your taste in music can provide insight into different aspects of your personality. Yeah, I write
0: songs mostly for me. Like I start writing them for me, and if I think it's not awful, uh, then I let other people hear it because there's something communal and, and nice about sharing and. Uh, I would prefer to make a living doing this, so obviously the second you ask for money in exchange for a song, you become a business person and an entrepreneur, so you could call me that too but I write for me first to deal with things and some of those songs you will never hear, some of them you will
1: So let's start by exploring the benefits of listening to music for your overall health. Yes, I know this is a mental health podcast, but There's so many pieces of this puzzle, right? All of our human senses, including hearing, are processed by the brain. No surprise, right? Keeping the brain active by stimulating in a variety of ways can protect brain health, particularly as we age. This is why listening to music is one of the activities that can have a positive effect on brain health. So let's take a closer look at just how the brain does that and helps to keep it young and healthy when it comes to listening to music. For starters it stimulates most of the areas of your brain. Music activates almost all your brain's different regions and networks. It also strengthens connections between different parts of the brain. This includes the areas responsible for emotions, memory, learning, well-being, cognitive function, including focus and concentration, quality of life, and even movement. In fact, the only other activity that activates as many brain regions as music Is taking part in social interactions. It strengthens learning, memory, and cognition as well. According to a study on the effects of music on cognitive skills, listening to soft background music may improve cognition, hence the piano music you hear playing in the background of each episode. Students were asked to complete cognitive tasks with and without the music. Those with the background music completed more tasks and got more answers right. It's a caveat, though. The researchers believe the type of music is important and recommended relaxing music such as classical or smooth jazz. Once again, hence the neoclassical piano music you hear in the background here. Other studies have found that listening to enjoyable music can improve memory and learning. This may be because music's repetitive nature helps our brains to perform patterns that improve our memories. Not everyone finds it useful, though, to listen to music while studying or trying to retain information, but the majority of people do. The extent to which it helps depends on several factors, though. These include how much you like the music and how much musically trained you are. People with musical training are more likely to find music distracting, actually. And finally, one study found that language learners found it easier to remember phrases after singing them rather than just speaking normally or even rhythmically. Music also helps your brain age what we call gracefully. Music can also form part of the treatment for conditions such as Alzheimer's disease and other forms of dementia. Older adults living with such conditions often benefit from music therapy. Music can help people living with dementia by improving their cognition and helping them recover those lost memories. Alzheimer's patients can become agitated or suffer from anxiety and hallucinations. The research found that music can help to alleviate these symptoms and facilitate communication and lastly music boosts your creativity as humans creativity is one of our greatest assets not only does it allow us to create art podcasts, but it also helps with problem solving and creating better products and services this makes it a core competency in almost any role according to one study Listening to happy music, such as arousing or uplifting classical music, can enhance that creativity.
0: A lot of songwriters keep a journal, and that's where they get their lyrics from. That's that's not my way, but it's a very common way. And along with that, I mean, there's a thing among musicians, you get so many endorphins, the good kind, from performing. You do a show, you've got them all out. You've had an experience with these other people who are there to see you, and it feels so good when you're finished. And then there's a come down. And someone pointed out to me that there's a lot of musicians that overdose, like after a show, or hurt themselves a couple of hours after a performance because they can't deal with the right. You're there. I guess their serotonin levels. Head on down after, after the show hide. I thought that was interesting and I never really noticed that about myself until it was pointed out. And I was like, wow, it does really feel good right after I get done playing. And then like the next morning it's like, <laughs> yeah, for me that means it's a good time to go write another song. Uh, I, I tend to write better when I'm, well, not, not so bummed out that I can't actually sit there and be creative, but bummed out enough to, to get feelings going. Another thing that I've heard multiple songwriters say is that our job as writers is to say the things that the listener wants to say, but can't either because it's too painful or they can't figure out the words. So that means there's a certain level of openness and honesty and vulnerability that you really need to have in your songs if you're, if you're making art that's going to resonate with people, and sometimes that's difficult, you have to deal with things that you otherwise wouldn't talk about to another person, but like when you write a song, you're singing it to everyone.
1: All right, J.D., we're talking about a mental health podcast. Where's the benefit of music on mental health? Well, we all know music effects of our mood, right? Perhaps you put on Happy by Pharrell Williams when you need a pick-me-up, or... Maybe you have a power song that gets you pumped up whenever you have an important meeting or job interview. But music can go even further than giving you a more positive mental attitude. It's also a great way to support your mental fitness. So here are four ways music can boost your mental health. For starters, as we can see, it helps regulate your mood. When you listen to music, the levels of the stress hormone cortisol drop. It also gives you a boost of dopamine, the reward hormone, which can help to elevate your mood. The part of the brain called the amygdala is responsible for processing the music, though. It's also the center of our mood and emotions. That's why listening to upbeat music can help you put in a more positive movement. Therefore, listening to happy music regularly can help regulate your brain chemistry, which, in the end, can help you maintain greater mental and emotional balance. Secondly, it reduces stress. Regulating those cortisol levels with music can help relieve stress and make you feel more grounded. There are different types of stress, including acute stress and chronic stress. Depending on the situation, a certain amount of acute stress can be beneficial as it helps you deal with those problems at hand. But stress can become a problem when it becomes chronic. Chronic stress causes hormonal imbalances. This can lead to headaches, insomnia, and other physical symptoms. And this is where listening to music on a regular basis can relieve acute stress, which can prevent it from turning into chronic stress. Number three, music can relieve those moments of anxiety and depression. Anxiety affects around 40 million adults in the U.S. It's around half of those also suffer from depression. If you're one of them, you might want to consider adding music as a complement to any medical treatments prescribed by your doctor. It's because listening to music releases dopamine, as we said. This is the hormone, as I mentioned, that activates your brain's reward and pleasure centers. Getting a regular dopamine hit can help relieve symptoms of depression and anxiety. Not take them away. We're talking about managing them. And lastly, music can increase that motivation. In one study alone, researchers wanted to test the effect of music on the motivation levels of cyclists on static bikes. To do this, they changed the tempo of the music without the participants' knowledge. When they increased the tempo by 10%, the performs performance increased in terms of distance, pedaling speed, and power exerted. Decreasing the speed of the music by 10% had the opposite effect, which suggests that the higher tempo music increased, their motivation did too.
0: And I was always drawn to, you know, you listen to music, metered rhythm, so as a kid, I liked to read poetry, and I started writing it when I was in elementary school, and now it was awful, but it's always going to be awful when you first start. Uh, there's, and there's something to the, the kind of poetry that has a rhythmic pattern to it that feels musical, like I think about, uh, Edgar Allan Poe, obviously. Even if you read enough Shakespeare, right, you, you get enough of that iambic pentameter, there, there's a specific pattern there. So yeah, from the time I was a kid, even before I really knew how to, even thought about learning how to do anything musical, I, I was always fascinated by the rhythm and, and pattern of words. I'm kind of a word language nerd. I, I learned French and Spanish. Those are my second and third languages. And even if I can't hear like the words, each of those languages has a very unique rhythm Right. Even if you were just to replace the syllables that make sense with stand-in nonsense syllables, I'd be able to pick French and Spanish out of a sentence or out of a other nonsense syllables because each of those languages has its own unique cadence. Right, and that's one of the things that I enjoy about learning language and playing with words. So it was, uh, yeah, it was probably always meant to be from from the time that mom made sure that I could read.
1: But the benefits of music on health don't stop at your brain. Music can also support your physical health. So here are seven ways music affects the body. It keeps your heart healthy. Research has shown that listening to relaxing music can slow your heart rate, lower your blood pressure, which helps keep your heart healthy as blood can flow more freely. In fact, one study even found that music therapy could make blood pressure medication even more effective. Music also boosts your immune system. We know now that listening to music can help relieve stress and induce states of relaxation by regulating our hormones. Stress hormones can wreak havoc on our immunity. Think about how you often get sick following a period of stress. But managing your stress levels through music regulates your hormones, which helps your immune system function as its optimal level. It can also improve biomarkers such as immunoglobin A, which plays a vital role in your immunity. Music also improves that all important sleep. Many people are instinctively aware of the relaxing power of music, perhaps very aware if you already use music to help you fall asleep or manage your insomnia. And if so, you're not alone there. One study found that listening to classical music before bed helps students sleep better than those who listen to an audiobook or nothing, which means music can form part of a sleep hygiene routine. The type of music that's most relaxing for you depends on your musical tastes. However, some music is designed for sleep relaxation using specific frequencies and binaural beats. Music eases the pain as well. There's been multiple studies that have found that listening to music can help people feel less pain. For example, after surgery or in geriatric care. This is probably because it gives the patient's brain another stimulus to focus on, helping to distract them from the pain. It may also be the relaxing properties of music that help to alleviate or manage pain. This is why music therapy, again, is a tool often used in pain management. Music, believe it or not, can help you eat less. Listening to music can affect how much food you eat. In one study, researchers found that people eating in a fast food restaurant with soothing background music and soft lighting ate 18% less calories than the control group. Don't put this as part of your your diet plan. Just use it for information's sake for now. Conversely, another study found that listening to fast music increased the speed with which people eat. Which means music can support people who want to learn mindful eating, or, as we like to call it, intuitive eating. Music can also increase your endurance. Many studies have shown that listening to music, stimulating music, during a workout can boost your physical endurance and performance. And if you've ever been to the gym and plugged in your headphones to some fast-paced music, you understand what I'm talking about here. And there are two main explanations for this. The first is that motivating music increases heart rate. There's no surprise there. The second is that this increases blood flow and therefore improves, improves performance. So music can help you find that mental strength in the end, accompanied with what's going on with your heart rate and blood flow, to determine the push when the, the times get tough, or when you've reached your physical limit, we kind of move past it by the accompaniment of music on our body. And lastly, it regulates your nervous system. Your nervous system has two main settings, fight or flight, and rest and digest. Only one can be activated at a time. The fight or flight response is designed to come online when we face difficult situations. Once the stressor is passed, the nervous system switches back to rest and digest as the default mechanism setting. But our stressful lives can tip that delicate balance and flood your body with too many stress hormones. Listening to music can activate the rest and digest response by decreasing stress hormones and thus releasing reward and relaxation hormones instead.
0: And puberty. (laughs) adolescence, it's when, when that time of your life when we're all kind of messed up and, and it's, it's interesting that's the same time where i started making my own music choices as opposed to just listening to what is on in the house because you're in that oh nobody understands me and i'm so unique and tortured and then you listen to a song on the radio and it's like oh that's how that's how i feel um and i i feel like for for people the music you discover between the ages of 12 and 16 you probably are always going to love it In some way, and that's definitely the case for me. So, like, the music I was into when I was a teenager, I still love most of it. I, uh, part of it is that a lot of it was good music, but even the bad music from then, I, I hear it and I'm like, oh, I have, yeah. And I, and, and yeah, as a musician now, I, I am much more, I'm in a better position to distinguish, and I guess music is subjective, but I'm in a better position to say, oh, okay, this is really good or really well composed, and that was not so much, but even the stuff that I don't, Recognize as technically good anymore I'm like I still like to hear it because of where I was at the time and so much of it is, is where you were and who you were and what was going on in your life but I uh, yeah, I, I wrote the writing that I did picked up in my teenage years because at, you know dealing with the, the person that you're changing into right and then eventually I, I figured out how to use music and put the words and the music together it's a uh, let you in on a little secret. I don't get writer's block often, but when I do, I go back to to the stuff I wrote when I was a teenager. Most of which is horrid. However, I rem- when I go read it, I remember the headspace I was in, and that is a decent writer's block breaker for me. And I have even recycled a couple of sets of song lyrics that I wrote when I was eighteen or nineteen, and. Had to update them to, to get rid of some references to technology that we don't use anymore. But 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 some of them, every now and then, I find one good enough that I'm like, you know what? I just all I have to do is rework this a little bit, and I could use this for a song. And I, there are still a few in there that I might I might go back to someday if I'm if I'm
1: desperately good. We'll be right back. People from all over the world have been sending in questions, and it turns out that most of us are dealing with the same kinds of things, from breakups and loss to work pressure, racism to gender, dealing with parents to dealing with social media, and want to talk more about them. So ask me anything. Head over to the website today at FragileMoments.org ask. Whatever you think our generation needs to have conversations about when it comes to what weighs on us and causes our mental health struggles. Sometimes I'll combine research with my own thoughts, and other times I'll bring in an expert for a chat on social media where you can join the conversation. All submissions are anonymous. I only ask for general demographic info in order to understand our reach and our impact. So head to FragileMoments.org slash ask today. And remember, I'm just a human being like you. I just happen to think we should talk more. Each of us is a constantly unfolding narrative, a hero in a novel no one else can write, which is why I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to these stories here on this podcast. You see, if I could sum up everything I've learned from being a mental health educator, it would boil down to one thing. You are not alone. I believe in the healing power of telling your story and sharing with the world. And so I created an opportunity I'm so solidly behind when it comes to healing from trauma and tragedy due to the darkness of mental illness. As someone who's a listener of this podcast, I want to personally invite you to the Storyteller Community. For $5 a month, the Storyteller Community is a private, self-led community for those willing to do the work to create lasting transformation on their path to greater mental clarity. It's a community that thrives in the mindset that, in our oneness, we can find an opportunity to truly heal. Head over to the website at FragileMoments.org slash community today to learn more. I cannot wait to have you be part of the storyteller community with me as we share our collective stories and journeys from all over the world. So head over to FragileMoments.org slash community and let's build, share, and heal together.
0: Even though a lot of people who are horribly misguided will tell grieving people that, oh, they'll get over it. No, you won't get over it um there there's a piece of you that's always gonna be missing when when someone that you're close to dies. The only thing that time which does not heal all wounds is nonsense It's a nonsense cliche. The only thing that time does in the in in growing maturing and getting older and having distance it gives you the tools to deal with it better, but at no point is it gonna not hurt and I think that's universal. If it's not universal yet, it will be because everybody's going to die. At some point, you are going to lose someone that you didn't think you were going to lose. And that's one of the things that if you write a song about that, everyone should be able to understand what that feels like, even if they can't talk about it themselves. If you're in the music business, whether you are of the superstar variety or of the just trying to make a living variety, all these people love music as much or probably more than you. You have to be crazy to want to do music for a living. It's a difficult way to make a living. So all of the people whose songs you're listening to, they love music so much. Go find out what they like, right? Find out who your favorite artists, favorite artists are. That'll tell you a lot about like where they're coming from, uh, both musically and lyrically. But chances are, if, you, if, you, if there's a reason why you like your favorite artist's work, chances are they're really influenced by their flavored artists because nothing's new anymore. Right? Now, there's only so many notes and only so many sounds. And especially in Western music, there are certain things that we're conditioned to hearing. But go find out whatever your favorite performer's favorite bands are or favorite artists and look into their catalogs. That is a really easy way to find more stuff that you're gonna love that you might not have known about.
1: For too long, many people have silently battled mental health issues, putting on a happy face for the rest of the world, including musicians. While top-tier musicians aren't immune to these problems, they tend not to be the ones hardest hit, at least when it comes to financial and healthcare issues. For every artist that stands out there on stage, there are 10 to 100 crew members invisible to the public who make that performance tour or album run. Those crew members also burn out in the same way as the artists. There may even be neurological reasons why so many artists struggle with mental health. Centers in the limbic system that control negative emotion tend to be more heavily located in the right side of the brain. Translation Right brain people, like artists, who can more easily tap into their feelings, tend to have dominance in the side of the brain that creates more negative emotions. We might even say there's a predisposition for that. What's more, performing can throw an artist's bodily systems out of whack. With the pressure and rust of the stage, artists are in this ramped-up sympathetic activation mode. It almost looks like the equivalent of a panic state, except it's being induced by voluntary circumstances. In the past few years alone, these problems have played out in striking and tragic terms. In 2019 alone, Silver Jews' David Berman, guitarist Neil Cassell, Yonder Mountain string band founder Jeff Austin, and prodigy singer Keith Flint all died by suicide. In the two years prior, rapper Mac Miller suffered an accidental drug overdose, and superstar DJ Avicii Soundgarden's Chris Cornell and Linkin Park's Chester Bennington all died by suicide. Now, the music industry is taking action like never before to address the growing mental health crisis. There are new initiatives popping up from both corporate giants and grassroots organizations, festivals and benefits being planned to raise awareness of mental health, and efforts by record labels and artists to destigmatize mental illness. In recent years, many musicians have been doing their part to destigmatize mental health issues by opening up about their own struggles. If you're like me, music plays an important role in your life and hopefully after hearing today's episode, you realize you don't need to be a musician like Mike in order to feel the healing effects of music. Thank you to Mike for taking the time though, to open up and let us into his musical world in order to see firsthand just how integral music can be in our lives, both mentally and physically. If you're interested in hearing more about the impact of mental health on a musician, I've got a new podcast starting in May called come back to earth, where I sit down with some of your favorite artists and explore how the songs they sing, the music they play is all influenced by their mental health. This podcast, what's your story is produced by me, JD with that ever important background music played by Chad Lawson. The stories though are all yours. And so if you've got a story you want to share, you can do so by heading to fragile moments.org slash tell your story. If there's something that resonated with you in today's episode, let me know at @storysharingpod over on Twitter. I always love to hear you above all. Thanks to you, the listener for tuning in to what's your story and helping me shed some much needed light on mental illness, any show big or small thrives and survives based on reviews from you. Give this episode a review when you're done processing all you heard today so that others can see how important stories like these are to share. Thanks again for tuning in, and I look forward to hearing your story one day because we all have within us a story to tell, a song, yet unsung.